This podcast contains sexual themes and is intended for open-minded adults. If you're under the age of 18, you should stop listening now. You're listening to Sharing is Caring. In this podcast, we talk openly about our journey into the lifestyle, about opening our relationship and our lives to a whole new way of thinking. Come and share our adventures into sex positivity and ethical non-monogamy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 20 of Sharing is Caring. I'm Kiwi. And I'm Sherry. Episode 20, we've made it here. I can't believe it. So for episode 20, we've got something great. We're having a big celebration episode and we're interviewing someone that we've been threatening to interview for a long time now. <laughs> with Don't us. look too scared. <laughs> with us today, we have Mew. Hello, everybody. Tell us about yourself. Uh, how do you mm. look? How do you identify? What are your pronouns? Female-bodied. Uh... I use she, her, and they, them pronouns, but the second usually only in writing. Fairly short, and currently getting felt up very nicely by uh, <laughs> Kiwi and Sherry, so <laughs> it's a little distracting. Um, what else should I say? Long blonde hair. Long blonde hair, blue eyes, pale skin. I'm sounding very Aryan now. Very nice boobs. <laughs> uh, several tattoos. Hourglass figure, would you yeah. say? Yeah. Yeah. Hourglass. That's always the most difficult question. Now, mm. suddenly, on the spot, talk about yourself. yourself. Explain <laughs> how you look. Well, I'm extremely <laughs> handsome. <laughs> well, you can say it about someone else. You can go, ah, oh, Kiwi's very handsome, or Shahi's very beautiful. But when you're talking about yourself, it's uh, it's strange. It's oh, like... Yes. I want to be humble. <laughs> it's mm. like, I'm english and um that's that's it <laughs> you do have an amazing accent by the way that's yeah. that's extremely sexy thank you so we've got the sexy english accent and we've got the sexy french accent and then everyone else has to put up with my kiwi accent mm, the sexy kiwi accent yes it's a terrible trial i thought, I thought you ranked top of the sexy accents mm. in some non-biased <laughs> poll somewhere yeah i made a list of all the sexy accents and i put new zealand at the top and yeah, it's official now. Yeah. It's at the top of a list. Though, didn't you rank at the bottom of Lovers fairly recently? <laughs> was that a list that you made? No, it was a list that you <laughs> sent to me. I think it was a poll of OkCupid okay users or something like that. <laughs> Kiwis were the worst lovers. Well, I don't agree oh. with that. No. You're a good giver. And receiver. Damn right. <laughs> so before we get too carried away, mm. the episode today is going to be about, well... The interview with the unicorn, how we met Mew and just getting to know Mew a little bit better. So if you've been listening to our podcast, you probably have heard us mention her a few times and heard our side of the story of how we met and everything. But hmm. it'd be great to hear from your perspective, Mew. How did we meet? Well, it's very different from the way you tell the story. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, well, we met on Tinder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was Tinder. Um, Back in June, I think. Something like that. Early summer. And you guys were, in fact, the second couple I'd met. I'd previously met one couple off Tinder as well. And it'd been a, a great experience for us both. Hi, if you're listening. Yeah, I was just, I was still mainly looking at women on Tinder. And a lot of profiles for couples, as you may know, uh, list themselves under women on Tinder. Uh, and yeah, it's just, you guys seemed cute, even though you were hiding your faces. And I thought, well, you know, give it a chance. It's You can always just unmatch if... Uh, they are ugly people. Abort, but, abort. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but no, luckily for me, it uh, obviously worked out. Yeah, so uh, we chatted for a 
few weeks, a few weeks or a month, maybe. It took a yeah. while because we're we're terrible actually arranging. We're meetups. so bad. They've just got so much sexy business to attend to that um, <laughs> it's a bit difficult on scheduling, but and unfortunately non-sexy business. Oh uh, yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, we managed to squeeze in uh, just a friendly drinks, getting to know you kind of meeting. No, uh, no naughty business involved uh, until it was. <laughs> so yeah, uh, just rocked up to a local pub on my own. Um, I was still fairly nervous, obviously, because it was first time I was meeting you guys, and it was only my second couple. But um, now you guys really set me at ease as soon as you got there, so it was really nice. And uh, obviously, things progressed from there. So where did they go from there? <laughs> where did where did they go from there? Uh, I seem to recall us moving on to a local wine bar. Then you guys invited me back to yours, and I thought, mm, you know, fuck it, why not? Um, you know, we had previously agreed sort of certain limitations on the evening, and I was like, oh, well, if things progress to a certain point, at least we know that we've had that discussion already. Uh, and yeah, you could just seduce me with some sexy strip poker. It was uh, always a success. It was a rousing success. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's all just been fun sailing since there. Oh, wow. So you said we were a second couple that you'd met. Mm. So you'd met one couple before you had got yeah. into the lifestyle and non-monogamy side of things mm. before. What actually tempted you to actually try and meet with couples rather than just meeting with individuals? So I've known that I'm non-monogamous for pretty much most of my adult life, but I'd never really explored it before, just for myriad reasons, primarily being time. It takes a lot of time and work to make any any form of non-monogamy work. But I had an experience early last year, I guess, where basically somebody who I was having a casual friends with benefits arrangement uh, stopped our friends with benefits arrangement because he'd gained a permanent girlfriend personally found it quite frustrating because to my brain I don't see why the things have to be mutually exclusive and I had previously joked with this friends with benefits about us having a threesome together so when I was flicking through tinder um seeing a couple it was just my brain finally sort of everything had kind of happened at the right time uh for my brain to go well why not you know give it a chance as it happened this couple had also never met a single female or male before either so they were totally new to it so it was like hey we'll just see how it goes see how the chemistry is and um if i don't like it you don't like it you know we can easily break it off no no harm done no hurt feelings it helped that they were very attractive i was attracted to both of them um unlike quite a lot of couples uh where unfortunately it's only why do you one. look at us when you say that <laughs> There's nowhere else to look. Yeah, it was just sort of a real coming together of lots of different factors and just sort of really pushing myself to take that final um, leap into pursuing something I'd, I've always known that I'd be interested in. Oh, wow. So all of the stars aligned. It was the yeah. perfect timing. And it sounds like you meet the perfect couple for the mm. first time as well. If yeah. it was their first time as well, then just feeling it out together. Yeah, we. it was just a really nice experience. So um, I was happy to sort of dive back in again. I mean, I wasn't exclusively looking for couples from that point on, but um, it was definitely something I was obviously a lot more open-minded to. So now that we know what appealed to you about non-monogamy, can you tell us what it looks like for you now and how it's evolved I've always been hesitant to label myself 
polyamorous or polysexual or anything sort of definitive like that because polyamory to me has always looked very much like the stereotype of it sort of couples looking to expand but not really engage and there's all these labels involved with metamors and hierarchical relationships and things like that so that's what polyamory always used to look like to me or non-monogamy and to an extent it still does but I've seen now that there are a lot of different ways of approaching ethical non-monogamy there's a lot of different you know, subsets or a way, just ways of approaching it from swingers to relationship anarchists to sort of traditional hierarchical polyamorous people. So I guess that my horizons on non-monogamy have been broadened a lot. I'm still hesitant to apply any particular labels to how I approach it. But um, I've definitely become more comfortable with labelling myself non-monogamous. So do you introduce yourself as non-monogamous when you meet people, when you meet new people on Tinder or wherever you use for your dating needs? Um, Yes, I do like to try and be upfront about the fact that I'm non-monogamous. OkCupid is actually very good at having options for saying that you're non-monogamous or in a relationship and it even lets you link to your partner if you're in sort of a primary partnership so you can see them as well. So I am always nowadays very upfront about just going, I'm non-monogamous, so I just don't want anyone to be carrying any expectations going in that I'm going to be entering into a sort of one-on-one monogamous relationship with them particularly so it just helps to avoid any bad expectations or bad confrontations later on yeah the cards are on the table yeah from the start Mm. would you call yourself a unicorn i do call myself a unicorn sometimes i feel a bit bad because i am basically that stereotype that a lot of by women in particular tired of go very very shy away from and go no i'm not that and i totally agree with that and it's yet another reason I avoided doing it for quite a long time but it's like nope I am I'm a unicorn I'm a bi woman who enjoys sleeping with couples and it's lovely and it's great so I just love it (laughs) plus I did see a meme online that I sent you guys that said the real unicorn are couples where both of them are equally into it and equally as intelligent and attractive and into you as the other and not getting jealous. So these guys are the real unicorns. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So I've just been handed the list of questions and I'm panic asking the questions here. So uh, first one on the list, do you prefer tits or ass? Tits, for sure. I mean, I like ass, don't get me wrong. Uh, And I've made my opinions on men's forearms known, but um, tits in general. I've got to love them. You can't see, but I'm flexing my forearms. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Trying to seduce me, Kiwi. It's terrible. So now I've had some time to actually find the real questions. Mm. <laughs> so everyone assumes that being a unicorn is easy, mm. but what are some of the downsides? What are some of the difficulties that you have? Um, so to an extent, yes, it is easy. Um, everyone wants you. <laughs> and I, from couples that I've spoken to, it's obviously a lot harder to finally meet up with the unicorn Whereas if I, you know, make the decision to follow through on something that I've been chatting about, usually the couple, you know, nine times out of ten are actually going to follow through on it as opposed to the other way around. Uh, The difficulties come in 
where it's not having a partner to sort of share the experience with and unwind afterwards. You know, you can do it while you're still with them and the morning after if you've stayed over. But sometimes if sort of 12 hours later, you're kind of needing to... If you're needing to talk it through or just share the experience with someone, you don't have someone next to you that you can do that with. Um, luckily, all the couples I've been with have been really nice people and I can talk to them via chat, but it's not, they're not with you. So it can be a little isolating or a little lonely. But on the other hand, sometimes that is what you want as well. You don't want to be surrounded by people or closed in. So it can also be a benefit, which is really how I see a lot of the unicorn lifestyle is that the things that are great about it can also be the things that aren't so great about it. Hmm. And uh, are you out to your friends? Is there any friend you can talk about, about uh, it with? Yes. So luckily, I do have a number of friends that I can be open to. I don't have a very typical work environment. So I'm also open with my colleagues. So if I'm leaving early for the day, or I look a bit excited, they're like, Oh, you, you know, are you up to your, your naughty adventures again? And it's like, yeah, most of the time. Uh, and yeah, I just have a number of friends who I can luckily be very open about what I do with my spare time or, um, people I've been talking to or seeing recently. They're just luckily very open-minded about it. Where to from here? You've, <laughs> you've told us about where, how you started out and what it's like now, but where do you actually see yourself going in this adventure? That's, I shouldn't say adventure, mm. that's a bit lame, that's a bit cheesy. <laughs> but in this journey that you're on into mm. non-monogamy, is there somewhere that you want to go or is, are you just happy to go with the flow and see what comes? Uh, yes, I guess I don't really have an endpoint in mind. Uh, it's just seeing where the journey goes. There's definitely, especially thanks to you guys, because you've got lots of experience, there's now some things I do definitely want to do. Uh, there's some, you know, parties I want to attend or some events I'd like to go to. But uh, outside of that, I just want to see uh, where life takes me. That's generally been the good approach to take so far in all my non, you know, non-lifestyle related life events is just take it as it comes so I'd just like to see where I go from here I'm glad we've inspired you to <laughs> attend some parties oh yeah so are there some highlights that you have along the way you don't have to talk about mm. specifics but are there certain things that stick out to you and is there any commonality between them I definitely really enjoyed CAP. That Yay. was really amazing. Yay. I was so glad you guys took me along with you. That was just outstanding. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Uh, just, um, I've always sort of been very comfortable being naked around other people, but uh, did definitely find out that I very much enjoy being naked around other people at CAP uh, and enjoyed an exhibitionist side of me I didn't know really existed. But yeah, it was just a really lovely place. It was just very freeing to be there um, and obviously very, very sexy. And I think we all had a good time there. Oh, it yeah. was just a, Definitely. a short trip with you guys being unreasonable and wanting to go back. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was definitely a highlight. And yeah, I've just, I've definitely had some really great sex throughout the last year. Definitely. Um, mm, oh, there's something on the tip of my mind, but I can't remember it. 
Oh, I know, it'll come to me later, but um, CAP definitely stands out as an amazing experience. And that's something we actually haven't mm-hmm. spoken about in this podcast, is about mm. going back to CAP with mm. Mew. So we could probably do a whole episode on that one. Oh, yeah. It was such a, an experience, but we were on the way back from CAP last time, and we're saying, oh, I really don't want to leave, we really want to come back, and it'll be amazing to come here with Mew. So on the way home from the airport, we text Mew and said, oh, do you want to meet up this afternoon? <laughs> Went out for a drink and then we're unreasonable and said, oh, do you want to come back with us in a couple of weeks? Yeah. And we booked the tickets and we went and it was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, we need to do a belated mm. cap story episode. Yeah, I think you guys would need to talk about that because obviously I've only got the experience of going back as a, as a thruple or a you know three-person group, whereas you guys would know how it compares to going as a as a single couple. But that's why it'd be so good to hear your experience because it's a really different perspective on (laughs) Mm. CAP than a lot of other people have had. I feel like we got quite a lot of attention. Yes, (laughs) definitely. We (laughs) even got a free dessert because of your boobs. Your boobs are so good, they got us free dessert. I think that dessert was going already, but um, he did, according to you, I don't speak French, he did like my breasts. He did say, Mm. I'm giving you these desserts because of her boobs. Oh, well, so it was clear. There was no, no ambiguity there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, that was incredibly flattering from somebody who must see an awful lot of boobs uh, throughout the year. No, it was just such a incredibly freeing place to be. And it was also very funny to see how many people were jealous of Kiwi. They assumed he was some kind of rich businessman who uh, had two women. And a lot of people <laughs> assumed that he was in the middle and it was all about mm. him when actually it's we're no. all equal equally part of yeah. you know the throttle when you when we're having sex together. Yeah. So that was interesting because they were all congratulating him saying, "Hey, good job, man." And there was yeah. even some person that I responded to I said, "No, good job, me." Because <laughs> I was annoyed that they were all congratulating you. Now, Sherry and I are both equally lucky in that arrangement as yes. well. So, uh, a common misconception to make, but uh, not true at all. Yeah. I was really impressed by your pole dancing skills as well. <laughs> oh, yes. I have forgotten about that, yeah. My terrible drunken pole dancing. No. I assure you I'm much better sober. But, um, yeah, no, that was good fun as well. I've never actually pole danced someone that wasn't um, pole class. So it was really fun to try that out in front of other people. It seemed to be an appreciative audience, if you guys are anything to go by. <laughs> but yes, I uh, definitely shouldn't drink uh, sex on the beach before I pole dance. I'll do it afterwards next time. But the good thing about that is if you're feeling a little bit overindulged, uh, sex clubs tend to have beds that you can lie down on. So uh, we just went on to, I can't remember the name of the club, but uh, you... Uh, Glamour. Yes, that's it. Uh, and after sitting and me going, oh, I don't feel so good for a while, we moved on to downstairs and you guys just had a lovely um, sexy cuddle in one of the downstairs rooms. And I just sort of relaxed next to you, feeling the uh, alcohol slowly start to move its way through my system. And then a lovely couple joined us. So... Yeah, if you're feeling a little bit overindulged, a sex club is actually a good place to go, I'd say. <laughs> I've, I've never thought of it that way. I've eaten mm. too much, I've drunk too much. What do I want to do? Like, the first thing in my mind wouldn't be sex club. But mm. now now that you said that, I know. Well, you want to lie down on a bed and they've got plenty of those, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> back to the line of questioning, back to the interrogation. Mm. Right, yes. <laughs> they've got a single light shining on me. You can't see it, but it's there. That's because all our light bulbs are blown. We've only got one left, but (laughs) we won't tell people that. So we've spoken about a lot of the good sides of being a unicorn, Mm. and we've spoken about some of the struggles. Have you had any 
bad experiences or things which have really put you off or just meeting with people and just got a really bad vibe from them? I actually can't say that I have. Uh, So far, it has genuinely, for me, been a very positive experience. I have met with one couple and we had a good night together and they texted the next day to go, hey, we had a great time, but we didn't really feel any chemistry. So, you know, we'll just call it on that single night. But that's just path for the course. It was actually very refreshingly honest compared to sort of one-on-one dating or very monogamous dating where you're having to constantly couch your language and speak around real issues. So I can honestly say that genuinely, aside from the occasional isolation, I've not really had any negative experiences yet with being a unicorn. But I I really appreciate it uh, a lot of what I found very good about getting involved in non-monogamy and also lifestyle has been um, the very strong emphasis on communicating properly and seeking consent uh, because I often struggle to pick up subtle uh, social cues and I've struggled quite a lot with that. So the real emphasis on communicating properly has I've genuinely found is very, very helpful to me. It's actually a really good point that you bring that up because that's something which I find really refreshing with the lifestyle Mm. is there's no games. And when you're in the dating world, it seems like everything is a game. When do I Mm. respond? What do I have to say? Mm. Or am I texting too much? Am I not texting enough? Everything seems to be a game. But in the lifestyle, it's a lot more simple. You can just be a lot more honest and direct. And there's a little bit of game playing with some people, but... It's nowhere near the same level, yeah. is it? It's just, yeah, it's honestly very refreshing. Just a lot less stress on me personally as well. So, Mew, is there anything which you haven't done so far mm. and you'd like to do in the future? I guess there are still things sexually I'd like to do. I previously mentioned, obviously, there's some events I'd like to go to, uh, particularly killing kittens, but um, generally meetups and things like that sexually i've been on the receiving end of a strap-on but i'd quite like to try out the other way around i'm trying to work a little bit more on um ass play i've not really enjoyed it in the past but i've actually now that i've been exploring it a bit more on my own with a different approach uh and i got different shaped uh like toys to work with I've actually found that it's a lot more enjoyable so instead of just trying one thing and going oh it's not for me uh actually found that no it actually could be something that works for me and it's something I'm looking forward to exploring a little more in the future you couldn't see but there's a little mm-hmm. uh, exchange of a look between Terry and I during <laughs> that conversation <laughs> yes this whole podcast has just been a setup to ask me about my fantasies so. <laughs> have you been to a torture garden to what, sorry? Torture Garden. No, I've not been to Torture Garden, actually, but I do have a friend who's been, so he's said it's a good time. <laughs> I, could, I could see you <laughs> liking it there. Uh, I am also quite submissive. What's your stance on dick pics? Oh, the big one here. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, almost always gross and unappealing. Just from an aesthetic standpoint, more than anything else. I mean, they always arrive at an inappropriate part of the conversation, Uh, which I believe we've discussed before, but they're just generally not that appealing to look at. Maybe there needs to be a workshop on sort of the composition of an attractive dick pic. 
So I might just have to interrupt there because you said almost always unappealing. So mm. I've just heard sometimes they're appealing. Appealing. <laughs> okay. Good. Yes. I'll keep them coming. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good. Although actually now it's kind of gotten to the depressing other end, where sometimes if I'm chatting to a couple, I've had like a nice sexy picture of uh, the lady, and it's like, hey, can I see you too? And the guy's quite reticent to do it because he's been taught quite correctly that dick pics are quite often unwanted. So. Uh, yeah, it does have, unfortunately, some unattended side effects. I didn't think about that. Mm. And the internet always enjoys pictures of Sherry, but mm. haven't had as good a reception of pictures of me. That's, that's because Aww. there's probably less people browsing for pictures of men. But that sort of... Because they get means, them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't want them. They're just everywhere. Right, they want them. Yeah. But that means we've got a huge supply of pictures mm. of Sherry and not many of me. Mm. Maybe we need to take more pictures of you. Okay, mm. I'm up for that. Mm. And some more pictures of me and Sherry. Yes. Yes. Well, mm. we've got so many ideas for tonight. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. You have really helped us out. <laughs> Maybe next time you should conduct a Twitter poll. Yeah, we're not actually recording the podcast here. We're yeah. just getting you to speak so we can find out some of your secrets. Yeah, that's fair. You tried it with a card game and you got some of them, but... Uh... What's that nice card game you've got where you're asking the, the game of a lifestyle? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. So you're thinking a Twitter poll to ask our listeners, what should we do to Mew tonight? Yes. Option um, A, bad stuff. Option B, she can wear the strap on. Option C, she gets a strap on news on her. All those options sound so great. I'm very communal and socialist, so I just like to crowdsource and uh, ask the proles opinions on these things, you know. When you say you're communal, I just imagine <laughs> a greedy girl type situation with mm. lots of men around. That is sort of, you know, it's one of those fantasies you have that it's like, it's a fun, safe fantasy in your head or in porn, but in real life, I'm a bit like, mm, maybe not. Because <laughs> that's definitely a fantasy that I have in my head to be, well, to be the greedy girl. <laughs> <laughs> If someone did want to get into the lifestyle, a single woman, mm. as a unicorn, what would you recommend they do? What were the first steps they should take? Write to us. Mm. Mm, I guess it's a bit difficult to say because it's almost too easy to do as a single woman. Uh, I mean, first off, you need to be sure of what your expectations are. Uh, it's obviously easiest if you're bisexual. I don't really know how it would work for straight women. I just started on Tinder, but I've had good experience with OkCupid. There's quite a nice online dating section to Killing Kittens as well. Uh, I'm not sure whether I would recommend going to a party or an event for your first exposure, unless you were going with people you already knew, just because it might be a bit intimidating, but it really depends on what you're like as a person. Uh, I get very easily intimidated by... Uh, sort of large groups of people or parties unless I already know some people there very well so to me meeting up with single couples was just the easiest thing to do but honestly it is just it's almost a joke how easy it would be genuinely to get into it all you need is a tinder or an okcupid account and you're golden basically if you're serious about it follow through that's my uh, my good advice just follow through and uh, you'll get there just try it yeah was there anything which you expected to happen or were there mm. any expectations that you had which weren't true or stereotypes? Mm. Something that's a stereotype that has luckily never happened to me is encountering a couple where one person is less into it than the other one. I was kind of expecting that to happen at least once over time, but luckily that's never happened to me. And I think you guys said it's never happened to you either, where you've had somebody sort of really freak out or uh we've definitely been well 
we've met people who have one person, the couple, who's a lot less interested mm. and we don't really progress any further. Mm. But we've never had anyone freak out or any weird mm. situations of jealousy or someone just completely going crazy happening. Mm. Touch wood as well. <laughs> yes, mm. yet. But no, luckily I've actually just never really had anything where we've had to call it off part way because somebody was uncomfortable or um, obviously not into it. So uh, I guess that would be my only stereotype would be, yeah, somebody who's sort of agreed to it for the benefit of a partner but wasn't really into it themselves. And luckily I've never encountered that. Although calling it off partway mm. through isn't necessarily oh, yes, obviously. to do with someone not being into it. Sometimes you just mm. might not be feeling it that night. Yeah, I totally agree. And we've just had times where we've met up and just gone, let's just have a cuddle. doesn't need to be uh, anything naughty, although I'm currently getting touched up. So, uh... <laughs> what? Oh, Sherry, what are you doing well, over there? Me! Mm. I'm innocent. Okay, that's one other negative thing about the lifestyle is the amount of times that I've been exposed to harsh chemicals on my skin. Just between chlorine and uh, the foam. My I skin think, does not like it. <laughs> I think that's just a downside of knowing us. Yeah, and that might be true, actually. So we've spoken a lot about meeting couples. Mm. Do you meet single men as well? Or have you met other people which you've been to, other things? Which... Or single women. Yeah, mm. or single women. Not for the last 10 months or so. I've been quite lazy, to be honest. I felt quite fulfilled, generally, in... Uh, sort of my sexual and dating life so I haven't really felt the need to follow through uh I did meet very nice gentlemen on Killing Kittens who went to Rio's with us yeah and I've been chatting to him but as is sort of tale as old as time he's busy I'm busy it's difficult to get the time to meet up but I haven't really been seeking it out I've been happy where I am at the moment if you were to seek more mm. dating out mm. what would you go for Single men, single women, or mm. other genders? I'm not entirely sure. I think I'd be looking for somebody of any gender who is looking for the kind of borderline friends with benefits, non-monogamous kind of arrangement that I thrive best in. Somebody that we can be non-monogamous together, there's no stress, there's no worry about it, and... They know and accept what else I do and I know and accept what else they do. I don't want to be in one of those don't ask, don't tell kind of non-monogamous arrangements. I don't think those are very healthy in the long run, to be honest. Mm. Uh, they might be for some people, but I honestly find them bizarre. <laughs> What's your favourite sex toy? My favourite sex toy? And I have to give a big shout out to Oh Joy Sex Toy, the sex toy review Uh, webcomic for putting me onto these uh, is a wand that I have. I genuinely I'd never thought of buying a wand before I read that webcomic and afterwards bought one purely based off their recommendations. Sorry, I, I don't remember which one it is. And yeah, I, I freaking love them. There's uh, <laughs> wands are definitely for me. I mean, bullets are nice, but one vibrator, 100% recommend. You want the power. <laughs> I think I just like the, the big head. Uh, I think I also like that they tend to be rechargeable and you don't have to replace the batteries just before or yeah. during. Although the one we have, it plugs mm. into the mains. Uh, yeah. Oh, one of those big rumbly boys. Yeah, it's like a mm. chainsaw. You've got to start it. It's a pull start one. <laughs> But you guys got me some nipple clamps last year, which I've been enjoying very much for even just solo play. 
do collars count as a sex toy? I like them too. I guess we'll count them. <laughs> but if used in a sexual way. Yeah, collars too. Mm. Anything can be a sex toy if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you're brave enough. <laughs> if you're brave enough. <laughs> and do you have any fetishes? Fetishes. Mm. Or kinks? I'm very submissive. I enjoy a bit of spanking, a bit of impact play, a bit of a slap to the face, no punching or anything. Uh, I've always liked biting, uh, choking, as they know already. And I've always had a bit of a teacher-student thing as well. Oh. Mm. I slept with a teacher, not my teacher. Uh, I slept with a teacher when I was about 20, and it definitely fulfilled a lot of uh, unfulfilled kinky needs that I'd had previously. Wow. So, uh, yeah. I did sleep uh, with another guy fairly regularly who just happened to be a teacher, and I called him Sir once during sex, and he was definitely very into it, so I made sure to pull that card out again. (laughs) Especially if I wanted my way. So I think that gets to pretty much the end of the questions and the end of our restraint as well. Mm. Instead of a listener question, Mm. do you have a question for us, Mew? Ooh. I did earlier and it's forgotten. I've forgotten. Mm. Oh no, my question earlier, which I don't believe was recorded, was have you guys ever gotten so distracted in the middle of a podcast that you've had to stop and uh, see things through? I'm actually <laughs> surprised that we haven't had to stop this podcast yet. I'm doing my best to try and distract you, Mute. Mm. But for some reason you just keep on talking, you keep on talking. She's really good. You can't stop me talking. But you haven't discovered the fishnets I'm wearing underneath this yet, so... <laughs> but did we did we stop a podcast before? I think we've had to take a break once and come back. I can't remember which episode mm. it was, but you were very distracting. There have definitely been a lot of times when like I've had to groups. edit a lot of the podcast out because <laughs> you're sitting there trying to distract me and I lose my train of thought what I'm talking about. Like so. Yes. <laughs> If anyone has any questions which they do want to ask Mew, do send them through and we can ask them and send the answers back or we can yeah. just uh, record another episode. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. That's okay. You've been threatening it for a while, so may as well get it over with. If you want to get in touch with Sherry and I, you can find us on Twitter at Kiwi and Sherry, or one word. You can email us at kiwiandsherry at gmail.com and you can find our website at www.sharingiscaringpodcast.com. We're on Fab Swingers and Spicy Match as Sharing is Caring Podcast. Spaces between the words on Fab and dashes on Spicy Match. If you're thinking of heading to Cat or anywhere in mainland Europe, you should also check out Spicy Match. We've had really good experiences when we're using it over in the continent. And if you sign up using the referral code SHARINGISCARING, all one word, you'll get three months premium for free as well. And as always, thank you for your lovely messages and ratings and reviews. It genuinely is really nice to read them. So if you enjoyed the episode, please do leave us a rating or review or both. And I know we keep saying it, but we do love them. As our guest, take us away. How do you take the podcast away, I'm afraid? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And remember, sharing is caring. Ah, right. And remember, sharing is caring. She's going to get you later. (laughs) I'm going to bite your dick. (laughs) No! (laughs) I mean, it was fine. It was perfect that way.
We're going to get so much listener mail. <laughs> <laughs> Who does this bitch think she is? <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking people wanting to meet you. I used your link. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> I wanted to support you guys. I was Aww. like, I'm going to use their affiliate link. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I haven't put like a profile or anything, so... So now that you've told us how you got into non-monogamy, mm. see, I can't speak. <laughs> it's not her native language. Rhubarb. 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 Luckily, I do when have you a say number. That with your accent. <laughs> He's a naughty, naughty, naughty boy, Ooh. and he ought to be punished. Ooh. I'm a professional. Professional podcast guest. <laughs> I've got a real future in this uh, in this market. Your payment will come later. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Probably not now, but you should play one of those word association games where you have a list of words and uh, one of you has to say really quickly what that word reminds you of. So I say like party and you say... Killing kittens. Yeah. And I say gang and you say... Bang. Yeah. <laughs> I say gang. You, you say, say bang. I say wine. Bar. Cheap. Cheap. <laughs> it's telling. 